Welcome to Best Kept Secrets Travel, episode 16. My name's Morgan. And I will, and on today's episode, we're going to be telling you about the best places to go and travel this year in May. So, let's roll the intro. Best friends and that's for life, who stay traveling? I'm talking worldwide, 65 countries between the two. Every moment is so unbelievable. Sharing the best kept secrets about the trips and mistakes they made that they can't forget. So tell me if you're ready for a time to remember as they gear up for the next adventure. Yeah. Woo. Best kept secrets travel. Before we start this amazing episode on best places to travel in May, can I just give you a little reminder that all our subscribers, follows and downloads make a huge difference, not just to us, but also to the world, because for every 100 subscribers on YouTube, we plant a tree in a National Trust site, and for every 50 downloads on any of our podcast platforms, we will plant a tree somewhere around this amazing world. And we've done them all over Africa, South America. We're going to struggle with national Antarctica. Trust. We've done the National Trust as well. Yeah. Um, Australia. Australia. Southeast Asia. Did we do one? I think we've got that next planned. But yeah, trees everywhere. Trees everywhere. So follows, follows downloads. Love it. Subs, whatever. All makes a difference. Hugs. To us, makes to the channel, and then to the trees. So that's my niece to it. And Morgan's going to start off this episode with number one, Montenegro. <laughs> <laughs> with all that time, Morgan. I knew it. I was, I was, I was playing for the effect. So May in Mon Montenegro marks a slow start of the high season. It's one of the most unpredictable months of the year when it comes to weather, which is probably why I like it so much. However, May is the perfect time to visit if you want to avoid the crowds and get your best value experience, which is also quite useful. One of the things you can go and see is Biogradska Gora, and it's one of the last three virgins forests in Europe. With its glacial lakes, primeval forests, and tall mountain peaks, it makes for great hiking destination. Hiking here can be tailored for a family-friendly, romantic, or adventurous experience. What would you like doing in in Montenegro? I've always wanted to go, and I don't know why. <laughs> I've always thought I yeah. really want to go to Montenegro. Because I know so many people have gone and loved it, and I've never really sat down and just gone through why I've really got to go. Maybe we should do a deep dive at some point. Yeah, I think, I think we, we could. I, I think there's just meant to be so much to do, but also a lot of genuine culture, which yeah. I think a lot of these more modern cities and countries are losing. Yeah, so you can do hut-to-hut -hut hiking in Biograscagora, and it's a great way to explore the whole park, and you can split the long routes into smaller distances, clearly from one hut to another. <laughs> Mountain huts along the way, also known as katuns, are unique to Montenegro and provide a chance to meet the locals who rent their properties via Meanderbug, and they also eat lots of organic local specialities so it's a good way to try all the different foods 
Ostrog is also one of the most sacred places in Montenegro. Whether you're religious or not, the monastery is carved into the rock and will leave you speechless unless you decide to pray. Uh, you can read more about Ostrog. <laughs> <laughs> Traditionally, committed pilgrims would climb up to the monastery barefoot. Some still do, and most vis- visitors will be hiking up to the monastery in comfy hiking shoes, which is probably not as fun, but recommended. There is also Tara Canyon, which is the deepest canyon in Europe, and if you like the sound of that, there is the longest zip line in Tara Canyon that you can take that goes across the canyon that gives you the most perfect angle and view of the canyon. You can also do water sports, rafting, and lots of other fun things. And a fun fact about Montenegro is the biggest hut is called Jabba. Is that a joke or...? (laughs) No. Have you not seen Jabba the Hut? I think he passed away, unfortunately. Did he? Yeah. I've been, I've been uh, getting. I've I've just finished Star Wars Clone Wars and on Star Wars Rebels, and I've, <laughs> and I've also watched Bad Batch recently, and I want to do it before Kenobi comes out, and then Ahsoka shortly after. And after that, do we then talk about number two, Peru? Peru is somewhere where both Morgan and I have visited actually together. <gasps> oh I know, my goodness! And we didn't do it in May, and it was still amazing, but it was quite wet. But visiting Peru in May is the best way to beat all of the crowds. Machu Picchu is one of the world's most bucket listed sites. Its location and mysterious purpose, coupled with the fact it was undiscovered for centuries, makes it the most magical combination. I'm going to just nudge in that fact. It says wasn't discovered for centuries. It is only four centuries old. A lot of people have, and I don't want to ruin Machu Picchu for everyone, I was, but yeah. we did both go with this mindset that it was so much older than it actually is. I think it's for they predict around sixteen fifty. We I think we have pubs that are older. We do. The pub <laughs> down the road here is is and the forge down the road is even mentioned in the Doomsday book. That's Okay, but for American history it's it's Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's long yeah. but but we did really enjoy um Love Machu Peru. Picchu and Peru and one of the things we did have with Machu Picchu was the fact that the weather was quite annoying it was kind of mysterious though I liked it because it, did it was make it so more cloudy that you could barely see in front of you then all of a sudden there were breaks in the cloud and then the photos were kind of cool but I don't think I don't think a lot of our group enjoyed that last Mm-mm. Hike up. They didn't have the positive mentality. At yeah, four was, in the morning, and then the, the fact rain, it was cloudy. Then they were kind and of weirdly cloudy. Miserable. Yeah, yeah. I agree with the weirdly because you're at Machu Picchu, and then you're sort of moaning about the fact it's cloudy. I think you just get on with it and just enjoy the moment. Enjoy. You, the whole point is the journey and getting exactly. there. Anyway, moving on is. May's a great month for trekking around Cusco, with fewer crowds along the trails and increasingly sunny skies. Flowers continue to bloom, and the mountain sides are vibrant green. Ooh. Except Rainbow Mountain, and which is clearly around, rainbow. Around Cusco which is in alone. Peru, which is around Cusco. So Cusco is at 3,500 metres high, which is one of the highest airports in the world, if you fly into um, it. 
and where where did we meet? In the, the highest, hundred percent Irish owned Irish pub in the world. Fantastic! At and eleven a.m. in a yep, pub. Yep. What better place to meet? Yeah, I mean, I was a bit. Yeah, I was. I was struggling that day, but <laughs> I was still. struggling from landing, going from literally the seaside in the UK to three thousand five hundred meters in twenty four hours. Yeah. I was knackered, and then around Cusco, being three thousand five hundred meters high in that mountainside, is where some of the first potatoes were ever discovered. Potatoes. And there are over four hundred species of potatoes surrounding Cusco. In They're the mountains. all different, different colours as well. They're not yeah, just get, normal colours. You get like red, blue, yeah, orange. You get a lot of purple potatoes, like purple, purple carrots. Yeah. Like the oldest carrot species we know is purple. It's not orange. Anyway, I that's, that's say enough the oldest really, carrot. really random. I thought you were going to say the oldest carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Across the country, prices for flights and accommodation are still low compared to peak <clears throat> tourist months. Transportation activities are easier to book without the summer crowds. Temperatures are mild along the coast, in the rainforest, and in the mountains. However, in the Amazon, temperatures are always, always high. But they begin to lower around May. Fantastic. And if you don't know why, it's always generally warm throughout a large section of the Amazon rainforest, is the equator. So I do recommend, if you don't know what the equator is, you look it up. And we don't really have the time to actually go into it because it will take... But the Earth is flat, right? Oh, I thought it was square. Square. I thought it was just yeah. lots of flat well, sides. Lots of flat sides. So what, who's on the corner then? Australia. Is that all the waterfalls? Like Niagara Falls, they're, they're the corners. <laughs> Morgan. Oh, the good thinking theory. here, yeah. Yeah. You've got the flat Earthers, the round Earthers with the square Earthers. Best kept secret. <laughs> <laughs> also, <laughs> in addition, the dry season begins in May. You can easily hop between destinations without having to worry about the weather. While humidity in the rainforest is always high, the dry season, which is May to September, is the best time to visit the Amazon. And the temperatures can actually get as high as 32 degrees C. I know it can get higher than that because that doesn't sound that high. The rainy season, which is from October to April, is characterised by consistent daily rains and cooler nights, making it less desirable time to visit this part of the country. But it is a rainforest after all. And we did have our fair share of rain. Everyone's wearing ponchos. It was fantastic. It was... Everyone was smiley faces and always happy with the altitude. (laughs) It was... It was a great experience. That that consistent rain combined with the heat did make for the perfect uh, blister and chafing conditions oh, on the fan, hiking. Fantastic chafing conditions. I challenge you for the rest of this episode, you're not allowed to use the word fantastic. Chafing. <laughs> exactly, that's more like it. Morgan, can you pronounce our third place they need to go and visit in May? Cappadocia is absolutely chafing. What is the main reason for visiting Cappadocia? (laughs) The hot air balloons, of course. May is one of the best months for this, as they have clear blue skies in the mornings. Well, we'll go most mornings. Every single morning, hundreds of hot air balloons ascend into the skies for the most 
chafing views of Cappadocia. This is one of Turkey's best kept secrets, one of the most amazing views you will ever see. A best kept secret for booking this is to make sure you book it on the first morning you're there because you don't know if you're going to be unlucky or not and it could be cancelled because of the weather. So you can then try again the next day. Don't wait till the end of your trip and do it at the end. Anyway, Cappadocia also has lots of other things to explore like underground cities. It has lunar landscapes and open air museums. So there are lots of other things that you can do whilst you're there. And you can also actually stay in hotels and places within these caves, which is really cool. And Cappadocia has been on my bucket list for a while. It's definitely up there. Never been in a hot air balloon? Me neither. That's also on my bucket list. Volcanoes and hot air balloons. What about jump out of a hot air balloon? That would be cool. I'd rather drop, let go, rather than jump. Why? Because I'd like to see how long I can hang. I think you're too chicken just to dive out. I would definitely dive out. That'd be so much fun. Oh, I think you're too chicken to just dive, just to go. Why not? That'd be like... Because I think if you're hanging, at least in your head, you're running through just to like double check. I think yep. if you dive, you always no, go but that's, that thought Yeah, but of... diving is the same as bungee jumping. Yeah. I don't know. It'd be cool to do a hot air balloon. Yeah, I'd really enjoy that. Moving on to Cuba. <laughs> we know what Cuba's famous for. The Cuban Missile Crisis. So, Cuba's cars. wet season. Vin Diesel. Actually, yeah, it is really famous for cars. But... Cuba's wet season officially begins in May. So, yes. And Rain is likely going to be part of your experience. But fortunately, this means that late afternoon thunderstorms following hot, sunny mornings is just bliss. But you'll have much of the country more or less to yourself as this is a very low season month for Cuba. And the beginning of May is a great time to be in Havana for the country's most important annual event. The May Day Parade, when you can experience Cuba at its most political. <laughs> the International Day of Workers, a.k.a. May Day, oh, that's so, so creative. I love it. Is it celebrated with today. gusto each May the 1st. Whatever your political beliefs, this is one spectacle not to miss as there are up to a million workers, children, military, citizens parading through Havana's Revolution Square That's whilst passionately cool. waving their banners, posters and flags. So grab your camera, a Cuban flag, a Cuban cigar and just crowd surf. Yeah, exactly. Just crowd surf. <laughs> crowd surf. <laughs> there. That's just the best way to just drop that. But remember, this is one of the best months of the year to explore Havana, Trinidad and Vinales. <laughs> the triumvirate of most popular places without the crowds and before suffocating heat of summer sets in a road trip combining all three of these destinations provides an absolutely fabulous contrast of an adventure the cosmopolitanism of Havana the quintessential rural landscapes and lifestyle of tobacco country plus the charm of Cuba's top colonial era unesco world heritage city cuba is greening up again as the dry season ends and the foliage sprouts with the first heavy rains once you've tapped out 
on rum, cigars, salsa dancing. Head to the countryside for a taste of rural lifestyle. Vinales is a great base for hikes, horseback rides. You could probably get in some fishing around there. And there's lots of farms that offer homely meals and educational tours. That sounds exciting. I'm sold. Let's go I'm to sold, Cuba. Yeah, let's go. So fifth and, well, final but not the bottom of the list, it, we have Czech Republic. And when did we last talk about Czechia or Czech Republic? A few episodes ago. Recently, yes, a few episodes ago. So if you want to go back and look into our deep dive into Czech Republic or Czechia. And a deep dive for any of you who don't know is where we really dive very deep into a country and everything from the geography, the history, the cost of living, the price of different bits and bobs for traveling most and instagrammable our best locations and most instagrammable locations for those sad people but <laughs> <laughs> i'm joking am i um mm. it's no. definitely worth a watch going into those deep dives you don't have to always go to them but when you think oh i'm really planning on going to this country that's when the when best time to access our deep dives because then you sit down, you're really passionate about it and we throw so much information your way. Yeah, keep track of the countries that we do so that when you actually go to those places, you can go back. Obviously, you will have already listened to the episode. Now you can go back and listen to it again, write notes, order things or just email, or maybe not email, Instagram us on the BKS Travel. Or comment on our YouTube videos and we'll respond to you if you have any further questions from Deep Dive. But going into Czechia, on the cusp of summer, May is one of the best months to visit Czech Republic. The temperatures reach an average of 18 degrees Celsius during the day and the tourism season is just starting to kick in. Meaning that the crowds are still on the small side, but there are more tours and attractions that are starting to open up and are available. Beer lovers should go to Oliumjuk for the beer fe- festival beer Ol- fest beer fest Olimuk festival is at the end of may where a solid mix of both large well-known breweries and small regional breweries are represented and um, i mean really that's that's the only reason you need to know that you should be going to Czechia. is go beer. to Czechia for the beer go to cuba for the combination of lifestyles go to peru because you want to go and see something 400 years old go to cappadocia because you want to fly yeah, in a balloon of and live room in a cave air. that's actually nice. Or Montenegro for the glaciers, for Jabba the Hut. And Hut the Jabba. I, I can't see any reason why you wouldn't want to go to all and any of these places. So, Will, if you had to pick one, Cuba. And for five marks, Morgan, if you had for to five pick marks, please, one. can you do three comments as to why? Cuba for... I love political parades. <laughs> um, I'm a heavy smoker. Yeah. And rum runs through my veins. Mm. We didn't mention the rum, did we? I did mention not, rum. No, oh, I didn't listen to the I rum I did part. say there was rum and cigars. So I'm not a Rum smoker. in the cigars? No, they're rum and cigars. They literally, oh, got it. I literally said when you tap out on rum and cigars. Ah, yes, so you did. So I'd go for... I think the rum will be amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's meant to be amazing. I'm not fussed by cigars, but the, the 
You Rum, can make your own. I know you can make your own tours as well. Yeah, and the lifestyle would be amazing. Just yeah. seeing the different, seeing the different styles and the food. Oh, see, so you're you're selling Cuba to me now. Um, and the cars. Yeah. Oh, the cars. The like cars going around Havana, amazing. all the cars are meant to be insane. Mm. I think. I think for us, Machu Picchu is off the list because we've done it. Yeah. So Peru. Although I would like to love to go back, go to Huacachina, go to the Amazon in Peru and definitely do more of that. But for me... Yeah, and I didn't do Lima and loads of other areas. We, we've Within Peru, we saw... I mean, these are very sort of short spurts of what people would bucket list, but there's so much to Peru. And if you're just going for a sh- like a week hmm. or 10 days, then okay, you're more likely to focus around the likes of Machu Picchu and Cusco. Yeah, you Whereas I'd love to go back to Lima, Amazon... You know, there's so much to do. Yeah, but I think my choice is going to be Cappadocia just because it's been on my bucket list for so long. The hot air balloons, the sleeping... like I'm not sure if it's a hostel, but the hotels are like in caves. Yeah. Which is really cool. And it's just such a picturesque landscape and a weird landscape. They've filmed lots of movies there because of its lunar landscape. And they've got the cool open air museums. Ah, I'd just love to go. That's, that's my number one. I think you guys, possibly, possibly not. This hasn't worked before, but we'll try again. Tell us which one's your favourite. Which one you think you'd want to go to in May. Or if we've missed out your favourite place to go, or where you would love to go in May, and you know it's the best time to go in May, tell us why. Please. And we will judge you. <laughs> And but in a, but in a, and in a, but judge you in a nice way. Don't don't yeah yeah. Don't feel threatened. He's harmless. So, I think it's time. Swiss roll. The outro. Yeah, let's make it happen. I hope that you can handle uh, going on adventures. Best kept secret travels. Yeah, all over the globe, having fun. You know the deal. Amazing secret locations. Hang out with Morgan and Will. Uh, educate and entertain. Haggle in the market. Uh, sharing their experiences. Time to get it started. Let's go.